It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the Bottom Line, News Radio 610-KONA. Your phone number is 547-1610. If you want to get involved, you can also hit us up via email, 610-KONA.com. The Bottom Line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. On Twitter, Bottom Line 610, parlor at the Bottom Line 610. And you can also catch us via the free mobile app available on the Google Play and the Apple Stores. Robin Ed with you. And before we get into our next avenue, Ed, I want to mention real quick, leading into... Um, the opening of the Republican National Convention. The president had a press conference on Sunday where he talked about a new treatment authorized by the FDA, possibly for COVID-19, you know, potential treatment. And it's convalescent plasma. It's something that's been talked about for the last couple of months as researchers have looked at people who have recovered from COVID-19 and wondering if the antibodies from those that are recovered through plasma could wind up helping those that are suffering with COVID-19 and other treatments aren't working. This is not new. This is not a new theory. In fact, uh, in 1901, the Nobel Prize was awarded for convalescent plasma treatment in developing a cure for diphtheria. Right. It was used in the 1918 influenza outbreak. It's been used to treat measles. It's been used to treat Ebola. So this is not some kind of wacko theory. It's actually been proven in the past to work in the treatment against some diseases. So the fact that the FDA has given this an emergency light is not because it is something that is being thought of to um, be some other radical idea. You know, the FDA has approved the use of convalescent plasma before. Using it in this regard and giving it emergency treatment as quickly as they did or giving it the emergency go-ahead um, it is not that far out of the realm of possibility because this has been used in the past. You know, troops in the Korean War were saved by plasma treatments. So, you know, do we know how what impact it's going to have against COVID-19? No, we don't. But we do know the convalescent plasma is... Uh, a treatment that's been effective in the past, and if it's something that can be used to help coronavirus patients, then okay, let's see what happens. But um, this this is not, you know, something so crazy and, and, and off the realm that the reactions that have been to it have just been, well, political. Let's be honest. They've, yeah. been, they've been political completely and totally. Because if Donald Trump does find a method and a means to help swing the tide in the coronavirus balance, it's going to help him get reelected. So if you downplay it as much as possible and just continue to politicize every aspect of it, of course you're going to do what you can to prevent this from being a success, and you're going to try and do what you can to prevent him from getting, getting reelected. So if this winds up proving to be a positive treatment that has a, has a huge impact on helping people recover from the coronavirus, well, obviously it won't get the credit, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> they'll do whatever they can to downplay it, uh, but uh, you know we'll see what happens. So, wanted to wanted to throw that out there that this is not some 
off the off the side thing. This actually has a uh, an over one hundred year history of being used in the treatment of some diseases um, in the United States and also overseas as well. Five four seven one six ten. If you want to get involved, so earlier today Ed, at the Benton County Commissioners meeting, um, something came up that wasn't necessarily part of the agenda. <laughs> All the best stuff never is, well, right? That's true. That, that, that's true. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the most interesting stuff just comes in what's labeled other business. Yes. Organically, as they say. And the Benton County Commissioners directed staff to prepare a letter to Attorney General Bob Ferguson and the head of the Washington State Patrol formally requesting a criminal investigation regarding the 14,000 rounds of Benton County-owned ammunition found at the former residence of Benton County Sheriff Jerry Hatcher. Oh, boy. Well, we know the status of the recall effort, but this is something unrelated to the recall effort. This is this would be a parallel... In essence, it would be a criminal investigation. Oh, 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 oh no, there, there's I no mean, if, mincing words. Requesting they, a criminal investigation. Yeah. This is not high. This is not. There's nothing slight in this. No, there is nothing dancing around or beating around the bush in this. This we're not, is. We're point not blank. talking about uh, malfeasance or misfeasance. We're talking about a potential criminal um, thing going on here. So uh, absolutely, and this brings us to and you mentioned the recall. And, of course, you know, if you go on social media, you have a number of different groups out there on social media. There are some that support the recall, and there are some that are against the recall. And here's the one thing about a recall that I think both sides of this should embrace. A recall, if you want to kind of take it down to a a nuts and bolts, is an election. Yeah. A recall, and if you really want want to frame it somewhat differently, a recall is a special election. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. A, A recall puts it in the hands of the voters. It gives the voters the ability to reaffirm or reject an elected official. And both sides, those that would like to see the current sheriff no longer at his position, and those that would like the current sheriff to retain his position, should look at this as an opportunity. And, you know, I've seen some stuff out there that are looking to stop the recall. And when I see that, I get questions. Why do you want to stop? Okay, I understand why you want to stop it, because you don't think that the recall is warranted. Mm-hmm. You don't feel that this should happen. Right. Okay. So you, you attempt to stop the recall. But to me, there are more questions that get raised by stopping one than allowing it to go forward. Meaning, is there something that you... And I'm going to look at this from public perception, okay? Just look at this from perception. If you 
stop, which I don't think there's any way to stop the recall. I mean, because the judge is allowed it to go forward. I don't think there's a way it can be stopped. If I'm wrong, then, you, you know. There, there is an appeal process. Th- right. It but can, that's initiated it, by the sheriff himself. Correct. It's not a grassroots thing that you can just stop a recall. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, a judge hearing the appeal could determine that the recall can't go forward. But, but it's got to go through the legal channels once the legal channels have begun. Yes. So you can't just sign a petition to stop a recall. It doesn't work that way. But if that were to be successful, if if there was a way to do that, it would raise more questions to me saying, okay, well, is this really the best thing to do? Because if there are things out there, ultimately, you want the voters to decide. Just my opinion. You want the voters to be able to decide the the worthiness of the of the candidate, the worthiness of the elected official. If you put it in the hands of the voters, you either reaffirm or reject. So, look at the Scott Walker situation in Wisconsin. Okay, Scott Walker. They got the signatures. The recall was allowed to move forward. Got the signatures. Goes on the recall. Scott Walker survived the recall. Yes. Went on to win a second term. Became the first governor in the history of the United States to survive a recall. He won a second term after that recall. That's right. Winning a recall would embolden that individual more. Because recalls are a risky proposition. Yes, they are. They're not always going to go, you know, not every recall has resulted in the removal of an elected official. Correct. So if the the gamble of the recall, if the recall election fails, that elected official just gains more political stability because the voters will have said, regardless of what's come up in this situation, Regardless of what's been presented to us, we still want this person in this position. That's right. And so that adds more political stability and even emboldens that elected official even more. You bet. To survive a recall is a huge swing of the pendulum. Pendulum. That's right. Huge swing of the pendulum. You're correct. So that's why looking at this... You would think both sides of the argument would want to see the recall take place so that they can validate what they feel about the situation. If it goes against the candidate, then those people that have been fighting on that side see the voters. They believe that this candidate should not be in this position. If the candidate or the elected official wins the recall, then those supporters Say, see, this is what we've been telling you all along. There's no veracity to this, and the voters have spoken, and this person deserves to continue on in that position. There is an asterisk, however. If you, in this case, if you are Sheriff Jerry Hatcher, um, I think you do want to fight it as much as you can because there is a risk involved. Oh, yeah, no question. Uh, You know, and if, if he or his... The, the people that he surrounds himself with, attorney and, and even even political people that he surrounds himself with, don't get a good vibe of things like, uh, you know, you may not you may not survive this recall. 
then you would want to fight further. I agree with you that uh, the, the premise that whichever way the recall election goes, it's going to validate and maybe even embolden one side uh, over the other. I mean, it will be it will be cut and dry. It will be the people have spoken. Absolutely. But there is inherent risk on both sides. And, and I don't know if if I'm the elected official that I would just simply say, bring it on. No, but what, you, but what you're talking about is going through the process that's laid out. And that's going through the court process. Mm-hmm. That's appealing and, and having another judge take a look at it. And having another judge decide at a higher level, does, has all this criteria that the, that the lower court decided can move forward, can it move forward? So maybe what you get is a couple of them get knocked out. Maybe you get maybe less of the things are allowed to move forward. Or maybe the judge turns around and looks and says, you know what? Yeah, I don't see any of this the way the lower court did, so I'm going to grant the appeal. Now, of course, then the other side has the chance to appeal after that. Right. And eventually you get to a point that you get to the state Supreme Court or, you know, somebody accepts a result. But going through that process is different than than trying to do something that would stop it without that process playing out. And that's kind of what I'm referring to, is if that process doesn't play out and there's a stoppage, that to me looks it's like, okay, well, what don't, what, why don't you want the voters to decide this? What is it that you don't want them? Because to me, that would, be, that would be more damaging to re-election in a couple years than actually having the recall happen. You win the recall. Well, that puts you in a better position when you're up for re-election. If you win the recall, no doubt. Now, if you don't win the recall, obviously you're out of office. No doubt. And and that that side of it, I completely agree with you. But I'm I'm thinking, if I if I am an elected official and I am, for lack of a better term, the incumbent. Okay, I am the sitting sheriff, or I am currently the county commissioner, or city council member, whatever. If I'm if I'm there and I've been elected already once because I'm in that position twice. Well, OK, but whatever the position is. But right. if, but if I'm there in that capacity as an elected official, I have won at least one election. And. I don't know that I would root for. An additional opportunity to get ousted. And by that, I mean, I know that sounds like taking a negative spin on it, but you know as well as I do, Rob, that the political winds can change any any given moment, any given moment. So if you already know that I'm elected to this position and in four years, I've got to run again and ask the people to keep me in this position. And and I'm going to do everything I can at that point to to see that that happens. The rest of the time, I'm going to focus on doing my job that the people elected me to do. Now, all of a sudden, in the middle of that term, I've got to change course and go away from my day-to-day job and ask the people for support much earlier than I thought. I don't know that I would welcome that. You see what I'm saying? If I was if I was ever in that position, absolutely I would take the mindset of 
boy, if I can win this, I am golden for the next for the for the next regular. But I don't know that I would wish that now, on myself. Now, keep in mind, I'm not necessarily referring to the you know, I don't think any elected official wants to deal with a recall and and don't you know, let me clarify if, if there was any confusion. I'm referring to the 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 segments of the population that are out there. The supporters or detractors, not necessarily the sheriff himself. The sheriff's going through his process. Yeah. He's going through the legal process in this. And I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, he should turn around. He should do obviously whatever he can because he's the elected official. I'm referring more to the to the supporters and detractors, the groups of people, the citizenry. You know, you look at this as an opportunity to either reaffirm or, you know, you, you look at the validate either side. Either you reaffirm your belief in the elected official or you turn around and go, okay, the electorate decided with us and decided they don't believe this person should be there anymore. But either way, the recall election is going to wind up emboldening one side or giving the other the proof they need it. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the legendscasino.com hotline 509-547-1610. Bottom line News Radio 610 KONA 547-1610 is the number if you would like to get involved if you're planning on taking a trip, maybe Labor Day weekend, you're going to go out of town, you're thinking about going to the coast or maybe going over to Idaho up to Spokane. Stop by Perfection Tire first. They've got four locations in the Tri-Cities to serve you. Make sure everything's going well with your tires. If you need new tires, they're the place to go to get them. They can also check on your brakes, your shocks, your struts. Make sure your air conditioning is working exactly the way it needs to be. They do more than tires, but tires are certainly what they have been known for for decades here in the Tri-Cities. Locally owned and operated, a family business that has treated every single customer like family since their inception. Stop by and see Perfection Tire. Trust your vehicle to them. You can also visit their website at perfectiontire.com. Coming up, we're going to talk about something that's really kind of distressing. And I think it, it puts some of what's been happening... Uh, in Seattle and Portland into a different perspective. Um, and there's been, there has been vociferous criticism and defense of what has taken place in those two cities. But a rational, common-sense person can't find another description or another definition for what occurred in Seattle last night. And we're going to tell you what went down as more information came out today regarding the East Precinct and some actions that went on there last night that has now brought the federal government into Seattle, particularly ATF, It's incredibly disturbing. And what it says is that, to me, no longer can you make excuses for this type of behavior. Back with more of the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, after this. 
online on Twitter at Bottom Line 610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom Line News Radio 610, KONA 547-1610, if you want to get involved. CBD American Shaman, waiting to talk to you. They are across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. You know, if you're going, if you're experiencing pain, you're looking for some pain relief, CBD products have been shown to help in that regard. And if you're talking 100% all natural, CBD American Shaman is the place for you. Their nanotechnology makes it water-soluble so that it absorbs into your skin and helps you metabolize it a lot faster for topicals, for those that are tinctures that are ingestible, well, Water-soluble as well helps your body metabolize it faster. Whether you're looking for pain relief, you're looking for a better night's sleep, maybe a little bit more energy during the day, or you're just looking to relax after a stressful day, CBD American Shaman has all of those things to help you. All it takes is a simple conversation, a little drive across from the grain elevator on Clearwater and Kennewick and talk to the experts at CBD American Shaman today. 547-1610 to get involved. And Ed, uh, some disturbing information came out not too long ago regarding an attack on the East Precinct in Seattle last night. Um, A number of rioters went at the building um, in an attempt to vandalize the building and apparently set fire to the building. There were police officers inside. Um, we have heard this actually before. Yes. In, in, other, in other instances of the peaceful protesters setting fire to a building with law enforcement still inside. Now, there were photos that were taken, and they were sent to a Seattle radio station, KTTH, that show that rioters attempted to use quick-dry concrete to seal the door shut. Whoa. At the same time the mix was being applied, they were attempting to set fire to the building. Trapping those inside. Trapping the police officers inside. Other photos show that rioters destroyed the electronic key card off of the door to attempt to again, disable the ability of officers inside to enter or exit the building, which would create possibly create a permanent lock situation on the door with the key card disabled. They would, they would, they would trigger it to auto-lock as an emergency feature. Officers inside had to kick the door open to get out of the building and disperse. Now, from what has been said, they did not properly mix the quick-dry cement, that too much water may have been used, which allowed the door to be kicked open because it didn't properly seal. Um, I don't care what side you sit on in this. I don't care if you support peaceful protests. Most people, just about everybody I know, not everybody, but just about, support peaceful protests. But those that have even made excuses for... The escalation in some avenues, a rational, reasonable person cannot justify the attempt to seal police officers 
in a building, set fire to it in an attempt to burn them alive. You know what that's called? That's called attempted murder. Oh, well, it is attempted murder. I don't There's care no how question you, about it. I don't care how you spin it. I don't care if it is the summer of love. I don't care, you know, if you want to defund the police 50% in that city. That's attempted murder. And I hope that they find those thugs and and charge them with attempted murder. However many counts pertaining to how many of the people were inside. At I mean, the time. looking at these photos, this is disturbing. I mean, I mean, this takes it to a whole nother level. This isn't just, this is not now, okay, we want to have a conversation about a different way of policing. We want to defund and move money in this direction. We don't think we need as many police. We want to go, in. this is no longer a conversation about that. They wanted to kill those law enforcement officers that were inside that building. The, seeing this door with this cement mixture on it and seeing the fact that there was the, the the key card thing ripped ripped off the wall busted off the wall this is without question premeditated attempted murder i don't care who you are and what you believe there is no defense at all for this type of action and there have been people over the last couple of months that have been peacefully protesting, that have been trying to get their message out, whether you agree with it or not, that have been saying this is the kind of stuff that takes away from the message. Well, you have now just shredded that message. Yeah. You have now just destroyed a and, good portion of goodwill that was left with this attempt last night to murder police officers in the East Precinct. Uh, you know, if if I'm a member of that peaceful protest group i'm i if i'm anything but livid that not only has their message been hijacked this whole thing has been hijacked by hooligans and not just in seattle and not just portland but all across these people that are setting fire to buildings smashing windows getting up in people's face and intimidating them and in this case what else do you call it but attempted murder? I mean, <laughs> has Jenny Durkin made in a statement oh, on no, this yet? Of course not. Of course not. And 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 there are no statements to be now. One officer was injured. One person was arrested. But but there no, nobody's making. Jay Inslee's not making. He's too busy making statements about pictures of orcas in the Puget Sound than he is about condemning any type of behavior like this. I mean, good luck finding him making a statement on any of the violence that's happened in Seattle. But damn, every five minutes he's bagging on Trump. Well, you know, maybe they were wearing masks and social distancing. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, fellas, it's Mike. What's up, Mike? Why can't they snipe him? Why can't they put a guy, a SWAT guy on a building? It's attempted murder. It's not a... Peaceful protest. Snipe Well, I think you know the answer to that, Mike. I mean, it's Seattle. Um, you know, look. I don't. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know how you can justify this. I mean, seriously. 
that the way to solve the racial inequality and racial injustice, real or perceived, in this country is to cement close a door to a police precinct building and set it on fire. Thank God they were able to get out. Holy cow, what if they had been successful? All eyes would have been on Seattle again, and it wasn't going to be about the chopper Chaz. I guarantee you that. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Dan from Moses Lake. Hi, Dan. What's up? This is nothing but terrorism. And we got a military that can take care of those clowns. We do, but uh, as... They have to be called in. That's right. As President Trump has said, uh, not so much in Seattle, but certainly in Portland. He oh, Was it yesterday or over the weekend? He sent a message to Kate Brown and Ted Wheeler, the mayor of Portland, just call in the military. Just give me a give me the go. We'll send in the troops. You can end this madness. And Kate Brown had some response that you would expect from Kate Brown, uh, not so politely declining that offer. Um, after word gets to the president or his people about this incident last night, I would imagine he would extend the same offer to Jenny Durkin and. You know, the buffoon in chief, uh, Inslee, and it will probably be met with, no, thanks, we got this. No, you don't got this. Oh, my goodness. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is James in Kennewick. Hi, James. What's up? Well, let's stop fooling ourselves. The peaceful protest left a long time ago. This is just domestic terrorism at this point, and thank God no one got hurt they would have tried to spin that anyway, which way but loose and would have failed. Well, appreciate the call. You know, an officer did get hurt, but yeah. I think I think what he's saying is kind of what I was saying. Thank goodness that nobody was seriously injured, let alone died. Again. Thank goodness uh, none of them ever mixed quick concrete before. Well, yeah. But is that going to keep them from trying this again? Well, I mean, considering that the attacks on the East Precinct started before CHOP was formed. That's right. Um, the East Precinct has been a, a consistent target. Um, you know, are they going to are they gonna learn from their mistake, or are they going to amp it up another level and say, you know what, we can't be bothered with trying to do quick concrete. Uh, let's just see if we can uh, illegally obtain some explosive and go from there. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Tracy. Hey, um, these guys did get hurt. They got mentally hurt. And I think every one of those police officers should walk off the job right now. You know, Tracy, thanks for the call. And, and you're right. They're obviously, when you're sitting there, you're going through a situation like that. There is a mental toll that is inflicted upon you. And I don't know if you saw this or not, Ed, but the police chief in Houston, Texas, is actively recruiting those individuals that are police officers in other cities that are going through defunding measures or, or, or walking off the job because of treatment to come and work in Houston. <laughs> Seriously, he's targeting, he's targeting officers that are that are in that situation. And you know what? There will be people that take him up on that. I'm and sure. I agree with Tracy. They should. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? My name is John from Hermiston. What's up, John? Uh, I'm just scared. Uh, if I vote for Trump, will he come save me? I don't know. It depends. 
Depends on what you need to be saved from. Depends on what you're looking to be, you know, what what element you're looking you're looking at for saving. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know that we can answer that question. Um, but we'll take a quick time out here on the bottom line. News Radio 16 K1A. I can't imagine what other law enforcement are thinking as they see this kind of stuff play out. And I mean, this is this is things have been ramped up last it, night. I mean, there's, there's a new threshold now. For, for these rioters and demonstrators, anarchists, whatever label you want to put on, but that threshold has just been crossed. They attempted to kill people in that precinct. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A, final few minutes, 547-1610. If you'd like to get involved, Diana Pasco sent us an email, said, was this on the news? I didn't hear anything about it. Surprise, surprise, horrible and sickening. Diane, uh, I doubt it was on the local news, and as, when we started talking about it, we gave credit to KTTH in Seattle, which is where this came from. Um, they have it posted on their website on MyNorthwest.com if you'd like to take a look at it for yourself. Um, but, yeah, we, we did credit KTTH, which is where we got the information from. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Yeah, hi there. This is Mark with uh, Pasco. What's up, Mark? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, this is a prime example of these sanctuary cities. All the stuff that happens the last, what, five, six, ten years, you, you cannot have jurisdiction out, out of jurisdiction and that's that's what these sanctuary cities do. Uh, Portland, Seattle, beautiful towns, and I I just uh, I, I don't want to go back. I have fond memories of, bo- of both towns, and I, I bet it's just devastating. But anyway, I just sometimes I get depressed. Have a nice day. Thanks for the call, Mark. Appreciate it. I think it's more than that. I think it goes to just the absolute lack of leadership and the fecklessness of local politicians to actually stand up and address these things. Again, as we've said before, these are happening in cities that are that have been mainly run for decades by the same people and the same party and the same ideology. And that's what happens. You you begin you eventually let everything else you, you lose control. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio six ten K O N A, your name where are you calling from? Kelly from Richland. What's on your mind? I think that the mayor of Seattle also needs to be held for attempted murder. She has allowed this to go on, and I think our military needs to step in because it's a terrorist attack. We go to other countries and take out terrorists. It's time to do it on our home ground. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. You know, you you that's sticky, and it, and it always is sticky because the, the federal government very rarely goes in. Uh, you would expect that the leadership in Washington State would look at something like this and would at the least call in Washington State Patrol, uh, possibly the National Guard, to begin to put a handle on things like this. But, you know, let me see. I'm, I'm going to do a quick search here, and I'm going to tell you what I'm not going to see. Okay? I'm, I'm going to go right now. I'm going to go to Mayor Jenny Durkin's Twitter page. Um and let's see, what do we have here? We have uh, vote by mail. Uh, we don't have a tweet since since the 24th, by the way. We don't have a tweet from Mayor Jenny since the 24th. So maybe she's, uh, she's, maybe she's trying to figure something out. Who knows? Uh, and then we'll go to uh, Jay Inslee's Twitter page. 
And let's see what we've got here. Uh, Orcas. We've got Orcas. Uh, 104th birthday of the National Park Service. Uh, voting. Postal Service. Uh, and, yeah, nothing about uh, the attempted murder of police officers. Nothing about the attempted murder of police officers. Let's go to Jay's personal page while we're at it. Let's go to Jay's personal page. See, maybe he threw something on there. Uh, no, no, no tweets there. Oh, wait, masks work. Masks work. There we go. We got masks work. Um, no, nothing about the attempted murder of police officers in Seattle last night. Nothing. No condemnation, no support for police officers, no condemnation of the attack and attempted murder of police. Nope, nope, nothing like that at all. So that could be your answer as to the actions that will be taken by leadership um, in Washington State and in Seattle, that they uh, really don't want to care to or plan on stepping in for whatever reason. Oh, I'm sorry, they're afraid they might lose the votes of people who aren't going to vote. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Daniel Kennewick. What's up, Daniel? Uh, this hour is a real downer. Last hour is quite uh, enjoyable. This is what you're up against, Daniel. This is exactly the type. This is this is what wants to fundamentally change the direction of the country that we live in. This are the t- these are the type of actions. And if you go back through history and you look at the Bolshevik Revolution, it's exactly the same stuff that happened. Okay. And they're standing down. They're they're not doing anything to stop it. And so I know it's a downer, man. I know it's a downer. But here's the thing. There are people that that volunteer to put their lives on the line for strangers that are trying to be sealed into a building and, and set fire to by people who absolutely have no soul whatsoever. None whatsoever. That's the battle. I know it's a downer, man. I know it's a downer. I, I, I hear you. But... But here's the thing. This is the kind of stuff that we say, as human beings, we're supposed to be above. We're supposed to be better than. These same people that are saying that they're out there, and they're fighting for social justice, and they're fighting for equality, and they're fighting for a better world and a better place, are trying to burn human beings alive because they wear, an, because they wear a police uniform. Really? Are you better? Are you really better? Are you better people than the ones that you're pretending to be against? Well, I just, uh, in our closing seconds, <laughs> last caller is really going to love this, to end on a downer like this. If these people have no problem eliminating killing law enforcement because they are tasked to uphold the law what do you think they do to us normal people who don't agree with them? Think they would just pass us by, or do you think they would potentially want to do the same thing to us? No, they trust me. They they, they bully you, too. Anybody that disagrees. That's my point. That's all for the bottom line. All the day's news and weather and more in the afternoon report. Stay with us.